Well, hello there. I think you might want to pull up a chair. <clears throat> Excuse me. And also, um, this is going to be a group of segments, okay? And because it's just me and the kid, um, I'm going to be covering several things today because I've cracked the case on several things. Um, one is <coughs> how to identify if you're also getting plumed in your house, okay? Because I know specifically how it works. Also, um, remember kids, this is not rocket science. This is a big stage reality. And I'm also going to be doing a section and lay out to you specifically why I think this is a stage reality. And, um, you know, how, how they got, how they got hold of the reins. And, um, you know, pay attention and think about your own issues with fear and all that. So, because here's the deal, um, <laughs> we're all being set up. So, is anybody thinking about punching back? Well, I don't know. I I, I would certainly. Um, um, well, just hear how it is a game show, okay? And then decide what's your next role in the game. Are you going to sit there and keep getting punched? Um, you know, like that guy from Alaska. If I was in the room when that guy from Alaska spoke about wanting to um, allow ch highly abused and harmed children to just die to save the society the money, um, instead of obviously looking at how this society is so violent, right? Um, I personally I personally would have stood up and, and punched him in the face, okay? And I've never punched anybody in my entire life. <clears throat> but also remember... Um, and I was talking to a friend the other day because, you know, it's, it's a little bit difficult having to um, have this being your <laughs> end of life exposure, right? Radiation and <laughs> nerve gases in my air. But you know what? Don't ever, don't ever worry about me, okay? Because I actually, <clears throat> it dawned on me that if they hate me so much to want to murder me in my own home, job well done, right? I never ran, I never fled, or I never backed down. All this time, everybody kept saying, well, that's crazy. How can you say we're surrounded by psychopaths? And I never flinched, okay? So anyway, so that's the good news, okay? And this is only just a temporary body, okay? So that's why I'm kind of unclear why they're trying to reorganize all of our DNA, you know, destroy our DNA that we got from our creator, uh, <laughs> that's what makes it a little bit unclear, um, you know, what the plan is, you know. So I guess in their demented way, they're figuring that get rid of our DNA now and that will be forever. Well, that that, that isn't reality, right? So um, this is just such a <laughs> skewed game of fantasy. So anyway, so I'll be doing a chapter on um, the how I see this as being, how this book is being played out. Because really think about it. The script was all written by them coming up with the Bible and the historians, right? Um, we don't have any photos <laughs> before, you know, really the 1800s, okay? And go look at my show about photos and stuff. I've gone through all the reasons why. And it's just a game show setup. Um, and I've got some pretty good reasons to explain it. So, yeah. And unfortunately, we allow them to grab the control. So we're right now in the fallout. So I don't know. Get your position on your board. Um, so let me see here. Oh, here's the other thing. We've all been getting um, weaker bones, okay? 
in this society here. And um, I've wondered for a very long time, because I ended up with, with weaker bones from all these miracle cures of theirs, you know, for depression. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, I ended up weaker bones, too. So it's been on my mind for a long time. And I've I run across a lot of scientific papers and stuff that say this or that, which kind of really just kind of fuzz my brain over, right? Um, so here's what I think is going on. It's usually always a simple answer, right? Through, there's a whole wealth of information about what they're doing to us with the radiation amongst the cancer crowd, okay? <laughs> which is the irony of this whole thing. Not that I'm laughing because anybody's got cancer, <laughs> the the weapon on us is being used to supposedly cure us okay so um yeah so the whole cancer deal so um yeah so go start looking for data over in that arena because what i found there um just the other day was um uh, this because this 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 idea of how are we getting these weak bones because i barely slipped on the ice okay and ended up with a triple ankle fracture and you know, I have read a reasonable life without drugs and alcohol and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, sure, I went through my years of smoking and dancing and stuff. <laughs> That's been way in the past. But the only thing that could have possibly given me those weak bones were those pills, okay? And since then, I've discovered that all of these kids that they have on these pills are getting weak bones. Well, think about this. Okay, this is so simple. What weakens our bones? <laughs> well, their favorite tool, radiation. <laughs> So all you have to do, well, you know, because in the past, remember when I've talked about the vaccines and stuff, that I would I would offer this idea. I would offer that there's something in those chemicals that's giving these kids autism, okay? Research has shown a lot of that stuff. Researchers are, are doing what I'm doing and finding sideway information, right? So that's identified. They know it's been identified. This is not a big secret, right? Well... What about a drop of that into these lot different lots of vaccines? This is not rocket science, okay? And same thing with this. We we know right now, <clears throat> at least I do, their love of radiation, right? Just like their love of dynamite, right? <laughs> so um, the love of radiation, all it would take would be a little sprinkle in each batch of any kind of anxiety meds or something like that. So anyway, so yeah, I'm pretty sure that all of our weak bones are coming from their favorite tool, which would be radiation, because I read this cancer study, um, <laughs> and, um, this cancer study, and we're also, in this house, um, we are suffering some pretty severe bone issues, because that, that stuff gets inside of you, and it, it's starting to all expand out, okay, so, anyhow, <clears throat> so, what they said, now, I did not follow the study to the nth degree, this is all I know about it. But I thought, wow, <laughs> there it is, because it's what is making us sick is what they're using to heal us with, right? It said something like, it was some big university, you know, you know one, of the, one of their people, right? And it said something like, um, bone density decreased 22% post-radiation. Now, granted, this could have been a total clickbait article from one of the universities, but I don't believe it was because it was one of their papers. <laughs> But all I'm saying is that it looked like a pretty big admission to me right there that they're talking about um, 
you know, 22% decrease in bone density after radiation treatment. So I got to thinking, I thought, well, <clears throat> that's an interesting philosophy, interesting deal there because what would be the, um, you know, they get you on pills, they keep you on pills, and there's a little sprinkle of radiation in each one of those little pills. <laughs> Long-term impact, what's that going to be? Oh, I don't know, bone density. <laughs> because I said for years, they're after our blood <clears throat> and our bones. And obviously that has to do with our DNA. Hold on a second. <coughs> Excuse me. So yeah, so that's very clear. Now I want to talk briefly about because I will be talking about the this book theory that I have. Okay, not book, but but, but this is all a board game. Okay. Okay. Think. Be thinking about this. Let me grab the file. Be thinking about this. Okay. Now we know that um, the. And these names are all in the title, so go look for yourself, okay? 100% the polygon, excuse me, first they started with, um, they, they blew, they were, they, were, they were blowing stuff in the desert in Nevada, okay? All right, yeah. Anyway, they were blowing stuff in the desert. They were photographing that stuff being blown in the desert at Lookout Mountain, which was a government-run photo place in L.A., also a place where they were making movies during that era, okay? So that was one stage of photo opportunities for this marketing plan, right? They were testing, and they got those photos, right? Those photos went to, from I think it was Los Alamos, those photos went to um, California, to a place called Lookout Mountain, okay? So then, they also then blew up um, um, Japan, which was two more tests, right? And they have the TNT ratings of those tests, which, of course, TNT, I've been saying all along, is dynamite, right? <laughs> so, um, they, also, they also knew about how much radiation they were blowing out there, right? But they didn't do it as aggressively. So they know how much TNT got dropped on Japan in those two places, right? So that gave them other documentation. That gave them the uh, pictures and stuff they would need to horrify us rolling forward for what the last <laughs> from what the 40s until now um, of oh look what Japan look at this nuclear bomb oh it's going to get you right that was the first marketing strategy here because anybody could look online right now and you can find photos of what happened in Japan and that was explosives that was not a nuclear bomb or anything like that okay Fear is their strategy, right? So anyway, so that gives them another big photo opportunity, which would be Japan, okay? I don't know how much they actually studied the people in Japan, but they did do some studying the people in Japan. <clears throat> but the people in Japan, likely, and I don't know this for a fact, somebody could check, the people in Japan likely were studied and knew they were being studied, okay? Because a lot of this falls down to consent, okay? It draws a line between consent and experimentation, right? So, um, yeah, Japan, they probably had some consent to it, okay? They probably got some sort of compensation. So then we have um, Bikini, Bikini Island off the Marshall Islands, okay? Um, that gets sold as, oh, be good Christians and let us come here and test these bombs to save humanity. That was that pitch, right? Well, none of those people gave consent, and they returned to the scene 
and checked up on those people for many, many, many years. What, 30 or so or more years to check up on those people? They'd bring in experts. None of those people knew that they were being checked up on, okay? So, then we have the people in the polygon. Now, there's a lot of other, I'm just going with the ones, and I've done shows about these, so go look at them. Then we have the test group in the polygon, okay? What happened the polygon, even worse than what happened, you know, TNT-wise compared to the um, Marshall Islands group, okay? Um, the polygon, they were as ruthless or more ruthless, right? Um, and um, studied there, but probably not as, um, probably not as intensively, okay? Um, but yeah, they returned to study another common thread, right? So, so far we've got them returning to these scenes of these, um, I would consider them crimes, to study these people, right? Well, what's going on now? Well, we have that train wreck in Ohio. Um, why am I interested in a train wreck? Because like, even like the Department of Transportation butthead said um, something like, they, he, they, they have been confused why people are out crying over this train wreck because he said explicitly We've had a thousand train wrecks in this country. Why this train wreck? See, if you listen carefully, sometimes they say the truth, okay? <laughs> so, so, yeah, they're a little bit befuddled about this one, right? Well, I think even some of the richy rich, their own people, are becoming a little bit concerned because this train wreck is going to blow out through the entire country to a large degree because that water, those chemicals... Um, dioxin which i've been talking about which is the one to worry about dioxin if you want to do a little bit more research first dioxin was used as agent orange in vietnam wiped out that population yeah so dioxin is pretty nasty stuff so i'm proposing that a hundred percent the train was wrecked on derailed on purpose and now you're going to think wow there she goes crazy times now hear me out several things okay um, they always have to warn us through movies and stuff, right? That, that's just part of their gig. It's, it's just part of their evil deal. Well, they have also this thing called predictive programming, which I'll get into more hopefully in this segment about the, the um, how this is a big game show. Predictive programming is what you see like on The Simpsons and stuff, okay? And, you know, and people think, oh, look, Bart got it right. Well, that's them toying with us, just like they wrote the Bible as a model for this whole game board, okay? So, through this predictive programming, something very interesting I observed through all this, right? Um, here's the deal. The movie, okay? The movie, haven't watched the movie, okay? But the movie is predictive programming. That, that's what this is, okay? Um, and then you have to ask yourself... The U.S. government has gotten caught numerous times using us as experiments, right? So I think their biggest fear right now is to get caught in this experiment they have going on now. And what they're trying to do is sicken as much of the population as they can by not coming clean with, they're not texting, testing for dioxins. Um, th this is a board game, the whole deal. Like they're like what they're doing is they're they're rushing off out of Ohio with trucks that aren't properly covered for all these toxins, rushing them off to other states. 
they are in a massive, I mean, massive thing to now take this spread and blow it out all over this country, okay? And if people aren't seriously, and I mean seriously, 100% water sufficient on your own with your, if you have your own little water distillers and your own little setup, just, just, just do something, just, just humor me for a day, okay? Just pick a day, okay? Pick a day that you use you around the house because that'll be your heavier usage, okay? Because you don't, you don't do a study based on your weakest <laughs> information. So, just one day. Maybe next Sunday, Saturday, whatever. Pick that day. Put tape over your tap in your kitchen, okay? And tell yourself, for today, not gonna, not gonna turn that tap on all day long, okay? Just do it. See how it goes, okay? And then start to measure how many gallons of water do I need to have functionally in my kitchen to operate without tripping over bottles? This train, in many ways, is coming in every direction, okay? Water is going to be key. And <clears throat> this is not a surprise. So if you down the road find any of this a surprise, then I would really, really caution you because um, this should not be a surprise to anybody. And I suspect that you're going to need at least 30 gallons. You know, you can, there's ways you can stack them efficiently. <laughs> you can do this if you want to, okay? But anyway, so I'm just going to nag you this one last time. And if you don't have pet pads and long leashes for your pets, what are you waiting for? <laughs> okay, so let me get back here. I completely went off track there. Oh, the dioxins. So you want to look in um, Agent Orange, okay? I'm going to file an Agent Orange. Agent Orange. Um, these are definitely um, one-trick ponies. I've been saying this. Um, Agent Orange. You know, it's always our British friends. Top of the morning to you over there, Brits. <laughs> the Brits came up with the first nuclear place. Now we now we find them in this Agent Orange business. My, oh my. Agent Orange was first used by the British Armed Forces in Malaya during the Malayan Emergency. It was used by the U.S. military in Laos and Cambodia, Cambodia during Vietnam War because forests near the border with Vietnam were used by the Viet Cong. So what the solution, I'm just giving you a really dumb, stupid overview, okay? This is how these people operate, just like with those trains. Instead of coming up with a reasonable solution, they just come up with the, the worst case scenario, right? Um, they thought, or they sold this on, hey, there's too many forests there. And uh, these Viet Cong are like hiding in the forest. So the solution is let's spray this Agent Orange to get rid of that forest. <laughs> okay. The active ingredient of Agent Orange was an equal mixture of two phenoxy. I read this like you guys might know more than I do, okay? <laughs> the active ingredient of Agent Orange was an equal mixture of two phenoxy, and that's P H E N O X Y herbicides and the herbicides it's a big long Lisa but it, it, it contained traces of dioxins and I, I don't know but anyway the bottom line is what they um, it said uh, and here's what makes these things dangerous okay these dioxins because they're fat they're fat soluble okay 
that means that's why when you look at the water and you see those rainbow colors there and stuff, that's because it's fat soluble. And so that means that, well, <laughs> it's going to go into all those cows. It's going to go into all those things. And let me see here. Now I lost my place. Okay. So yeah, th that's the big deal with these dioxins is they're fat soluble. It makes them even more deadly. <coughs> Excuse me. Nothing like talking about dioxins and have a good coffee and fit right. Okay. Um, the one that you want to pay attention to is this. Okay. T C D D. Okay. Is the most toxic of the dioxins, and is classified as a human carcinogen by the U.S. EPA. So you know this stuff's got to be pretty bad. Okay. <laughs> So you want to look for TCDD. So if these people say it's a carcinogen, watch out, okay? Goes on to say, the fat-soluble nature of TCDD causes it to readily enter the body through physical contact or ingestion. Dioxins easily accumulate in the food chain. Dioxins enter the body by attaching to a protein called the RARYL hydrocarbon receptor, or AHR, a transcription factor. When TCDD binds to AHR, the protein moves to the nucleus where it influences gene expression. According to U.S. government reports, if not bound chemically to a biological surface, such as soil, leaves, or grass, Agent Orange dries quickly after spraying and breaks down within hours to days when exposed to sunlight and is no longer harmful. So, if you're looking for more, all I did was type in... <laughs> the whole key is to figure out the trail, right? Agent Orange. Okay. Agent Orange... Oh, wait a second here. I have two pages pasted together. Let me verify that I was talking about... Yeah, that's still Agent Orange. Okay. <laughs> I never went, thought I would be talking about chemistry, okay? Um, <laughs> so... Mm -hmm. Okay, here's why they use it. Agent Orange is a chemical herbicide and defoliate, one of the tactical use herbal rainbow herbicides. So it's called rainbow herbicides, okay? It was used by the U.S. military as part of its herbicidal warfare program. Operation Ranch Hand was the name of the program used during Vietnam. Operation Ranch Hand. During the Vietnam from 1961 to 1971. It's a mixture... Oh, I said that earlier, but let me repeat it. It's a mixture of two herbicides, okay? Okay, in addition to its damaging environmental effects, traces of dioxin, mainly this TCCD is what you're looking for. That'll unleash. And if you start to not find what I do for things like this, I head over to the Russian search engine, which is Yandex, Y-A-N-D-E-X dot com, and put these words over there because you're, that, like for example, when I was, I wanted to resolve the issue of were those gas chambers real or not, right? And I wanted to see for myself that, yes, they were fake, rather than what everybody on the, everybody on the Internet was saying they were real, right? <laughs> so 
I believe they were fake, so I went looking to make sure. Well, I was able to find the information more readily on Yandex, Y-A-N-D-E-X.com. I found somebody who had done all the heavy lifting to show that those ovens were fake. Okay, so mark these words down. So anyway, so let's get back here. So because remember, this is their history, right? This is what they're doing right now. So Agent Orange is a chemical herbicide and defoliant. It's, the group is called Rainbow Herbicides, okay? And um, the program was Operation Ranch Hand. And I had this in red, so let me read it, okay? <clears throat> it's a mixture of equal parts of two herbicides, 245-T and 2 comma 4 dash D, okay? So, so the two herbicides are 2 comma 4 comma 5 dash T. The other one is 2 comma 4 dash D, okay? In addition to its damaging environmental effects, traces of dioxin, mainly TCDD, the main toxic of its type, found in the mixture have caused major health problems for many individuals who were exposed and their offspring. Agent Orange was produced in the United States from the late 1940s and was used in agriculture, industrial agriculture, and was also sprayed along railroads and power lines to control undergrowth in forests. During the Vietnam War, the U.S. military procured over 20 million gallons consisting of 50-50 mixture of that stuff that I just talked about, the dioxins and that other stuff. Nine chemical companies produced it. Dow Chemical, Monsanto, Diamond Shamrock Corporation, Hercules Inc., Thompson Hayward Chemical Company, United States Rubber Company or Uniroyal, Thompson Chemical Company, Hoffman-Taft, T-A-F-F, Chemical Inc., and a company called AgriSelect, A-G-R-I-S-L-E-C-T. The government of Vietnam says that up to 4 million people in Vietnam were exposed to the defoliant, and many of, as many as 3 million have suffered illnesses because of Agent Orange. Well, Bless those people because I got to guarantee you there's a lot more people because what they do is they just hide. They, they, they wear people down until they're dead is what these people do. Okay. Oh, yeah, this, I, 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 <laughs> I found this thing so crazy that I actually put it in red and made it like about 28 point type, okay? And here's what it says. This was, this was about all this stuff, and I found this on their wiki page, okay? This, this was the stuff I just read about, you know the millions of people that may have been killed, okay? It says, the United States government has described these figures as unreliable while documenting cases of leukemia, Hodgkin's lymphoma, and various kinds of cancers in exposed U.S. military veterans. So yeah, they continue to say that, well, this was not anything that we had anything to do with, right? Okay, let me see here, let me get rid of this. Um, Six decades ago, the U.S. started spraying toxic herbicide across Vietnam. 
killing and disabling millions of people. Uh, yeah, these wars have just, um, let me see here. Agent Orange was a powerful herbicide used by the American military in Operation Ranch Hand, which was launched in January 1962 to clear foliage to build bases and transport routes, plus eliminate forest cover for the Vietnamese troops. Millions of gallons were sprayed during the conflict by U.S. forces, but the fact it came, but the fact it contained the deadly chemical dioxin meant it caused major health issues for many of those who came into contact with it. Currently, about 20% of those affected affected received aid, leaving the vast majority of victims marginalized. So yeah, um, that's how it works, right? Um, they don't ever do any studies, don't ever do any kind of um, co compensation for diseases they inflict on people. And as a bonus to all of this, they get all of us not understanding that most of, the, most of these diseases come from these herbicides and stuff, right? So, like I never understood before, how, why would I know where cancer came from, right? They, they always say things like, anybody in your family have cancer? Well, on one level, that's got to be kind of a crock question, right? Because, um, uh, as a matter of fact, yeah, it's got to be kind of a crock question because just maybe the whole family might get the cancer because they all like the same food, right? So that, that makes it a really good question. But they would never extrapolate that out of it, right? Um, so maybe people do get cancer because they all eat the same, the same types of cancer-stricken food. Maybe the family did all get cancer because they all worked in the farmland here in this country. See, there's a lot of there's a lot of things they leave out of these questions, right? <laughs> so it never really occurred to me as much as it does right now, where it, it it's their whole effect, right? And remember, cancer's also was the third letter. These people are just I'm telling you, they're freaks for stuff like this. So yeah, so. Um, uh, so you know, all they do is inflict. You know, do crimes, inflict pain, and I'll get back to more of this stuff when I get to the, um, the my game board theory here, okay? Um, so, yeah, um, the, currently there are 14 conditions that have been directly linked to Agent Orange. Chronic B-cell leukemias, including lymph lymphatic leukemia and hairy cell leukemia, Hodgkin's disease, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, Multiple, multiple myeloma, M-Y-E-L-O-M-A. Type 2 diabetes, never thought about that one, right? Type 2 diabetes from Agent Orange. Parkinson's disease, obviously that means it hits the nerve system like these people do with their hormones. Prostate cancer, and this thing is called AL, and the next word is A-M-Y-L-O-I-D-O-S-I-S. And then this other thing, which is horrific, I looked it up, chloracne, C-H-L-O-R-A-C-N-E. I think one of those Russian dudes supposedly got chloracne, but maybe, maybe it was a stage, I don't know. Isometic heart disease, that's I-S-C-H-E-M-I-C, heart disease. Peripheral neuropathy. I don't, I can't read that one. Um, respiratory cancers. Soft tissue sarcoma, 
so yeah, I think that uh, tumors, central nervous system, bladder cancer, prostate cancer, um, and here's what the closing statement always is, right? Let me take a sip of my coffee. I want to make sure I don't spit out my coffee or maybe start snorting and laughing. However, at this time, there is insufficient evidence to determine direct association to these other conditions. Yeah, well, I think they're escalating because those kids and what's going on, you know, I haven't unfortunately been able to take a thorough look at the damage to children in Vietnam and stuff. Um, but if you're from Vietnam, I would encourage you to follow the trail because um, it looks to me then the U.S. government went on to damage a whole lot of children in Iraq using these same kind of actions, right? Um, so it appears to me like more of the action from the military, let me sit up here a second, against the rest of us is based, well, the word you're looking for, if you want to look further, is bioengineering. That's the word for what they're putting in the sky above us, okay? You know, they're, they're literally pouring millions of substances in the sky and stuff. Um, all the aluminums and all the stuff that's coming down. Uh, you know, the, the air is being, you know, totally manipulated 100%. I did a shorter version on the show I did called HARP, H-A-A-R-P. So I would go there and understand the general basics. And then if you go into the bioengineering people, you'll get the whole picture as far as how many pounds of this and that. I just tried to show you that it's all being engineered, okay? Um, so, yeah. Um, why was I going? Oh, so anyway, so this whole thing on the game board has to do with you want to you want to learn a little bit about bioengineering because when I get to the game board part, um, these are going to be players, okay? And I'm not going to spend hours explaining exactly what bioengineering. So get a little bit of an understanding before you understand what your role in this game board is <laughs> about bioengineering. And if you just type in bioengineering over on Yandex. You'll be fine. You'll be fine, okay? But don't don't bury your head in it. You have other things to concern yourself with. Just get a grasp of the overall picture. That Yes, it is true. This is how it works, okay? Um, and this other stuff is the bioweapons, okay? Bioweapons would be the smart meters and um, these other agents, right? You know, I would consider that spraying Agent Orange on Vietnam, an accurate description would be, hey, those were bioweapons, right? <laughs> I don't think there's any way to put it. They tried to pass it off like, oh, we're going to kill a few trees. I think it was bioweapons, okay? Um, just like they're using bioweapons on us now with all the smart meter stuff. So that's how I see this happening. And um, they get more aggressive because... With these bioweapons, I was thinking the other day, with these bioweapons, unlike the bombs, they, you know, they picked out certain areas to, like, bomb, okay? Like, Japan, you know, Marshall Islands, Polygon. But, can't really bomb everybody, right? At least not right now. So, they've been using the silent bomb on the rest of us, right? Well, we're distracted over here with social media and... We totally avoided knowing about even um, 
what was going on over there. I mean, really, I, mean, I feel like I've become a scientist the last few months. I mean, um, so yeah, so um, yeah, so we're busy. It was just like I, you know, the most painful shows for me were the ones about Appalachia because you know you do realize that um, Ohio, this particular part of Ohio, is in part of Appalachia, and um, that's the part of the country that has always been. Um, always been the hardest hit because everybody chose to look the other way okay so that allowed them to drive these horrifically toxic trains through those areas that that allowed them our lack of solidarity really not not paying attention allowed that to happen so while they kept us busy over there a lot of stuff that we need to be accountable for has been going on over there um and uh yeah yeah that that's part of the game board okay Jeez, I better say it again. I've been on for quite a while now. Um, like I said, this is going to be in the segments, and I can't even tell you exactly what segments because the way I approach things is obviously one foot in front of the next foot. And I thought, well, I got to have some um, sit down, have some coffee. Things are kind of smooth around here today. And um, oh, I need to talk about those transformers. That's a big one. That is a big one. Okay. Here's the deal. I have reason to believe that all of this is 100% true, okay? Because, and um, <clears throat> here's what's going on. Everything that they're using, everything, well, let me just put these things into two categories. They're rolling out or doling out technology that we knew or had existed previously, right? And what they're focusing on are some dangerous elements that they somehow uncovered at the beginning of this game show, right? And those elements were things like electricity. So you have to ask yourself, well, <laughs> and I'll explain more of this in the game show, but you know, electricity, where was that developed? Well, the United States, right? Um, so, yeah. And so what I find interesting is this. So when they set up their show over here for us, and I'll get into more of that later, just hear me out. And these are some things I just want you to be thinking about in the meantime. Okay, they came up with electricity, right? 1800s. They also came up with transformers around the 1800s, right? Everything, and I have said this so often, and I hope I don't keep boring you with it, they are, in fact, one-trick ponies. And I can't find the file, so let me just look it up real quick. Here's what they have to do, because I know, I told you I've been keeping track, right? In retrospect, I had a visit um, from my electricity company around um, February or March of 2020 okay and I mean there's a million things I could tell you why <laughs> probably triggered that but I'm gonna just try to stay focused here so it was either one of those two months okay well they had to adjust something on my meter but they were forced to have contact with me because where I live in the Midwest people don't typically at least in this particular town or whatever Everybody doesn't have a fenced-in yard, okay? And I happen to have a fenced-in yard. So they needed to tell me they were here to get access to my yard. 
And I'll tell you a little bit more that I haven't said so far that, yes, the, their visit, I even talked about their visit in the show in the context of if things happen, just be careful what you ask for. Because I, at the time, well, first of all, I could see no reason to start grilling a couple of workers who showed up my doorstep, okay, because it just didn't make any sense, right? So I merely let them into the yard. And I finally connected what's going on here. Because they want to sell us on this Matrix version, right? This highly technical... No, no, this is old stuff. <laughs> Here's what the deal is. They have um, transformers on our electrical things. And... I have to look it up real quick because I can't find the file. So here's what here's what I think happened, okay? If they put a transformer, um, transformers, okay. Um, if they had put a transformer, and all you look for is a transformer. I'm gonna type in now so you'll know exactly what to, this is a big deal. Transformer on electrical pole, okay? And you'll see what it looks like, okay? Now, so. Here's what I'm 100% sure needs to happen, okay? In order... Okay. I have, in my backyard, from my back door to the back of my fence, is about a third of an acre, okay? At the end of that third of an acre, I have a pear tree. Pear tree's been there for, oh, I would say 50 to 100 years if I'm being 50 easy, okay? 50 without even breaking out into the sweat. 50 years at least, okay? And also at the back of the yard, in the opposite corner, is my electric electrical pole, right? Where my friends the squirrels run along there. Okay. I also have a transformer on that pole, okay? A transformer, okay? So all you look for, you just type in transformer on electrical pole, and go to images and you will see exactly what I'm talking about, okay? I believe, I believe this, and if I had any doubt, I certainly wouldn't be bringing it up or saying that I believe it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I believe <clears throat> that when they showed up to adjust something on my meter or whatever they did on my meter, that had to be done to make that transformer kick into higher gear, right? Now, I don't know... <clears throat> that they hadn't previous to this installed that transformer. Was that transformer up there all the time? I really could not tell you because I haven't been feeling well the last, you know what I mean? So did they, could they have snuck back there and put in a transformer? Yeah, of course they could have, right? <laughs> but so that part, I can't say for sure. But I will say this for sure, that transformer has to be what is pluming my house, right? Because why is it killing off or, or diminishing the fruit to that pear tree, right? It's right next to the pear tree. And then also get on Google Maps and cruise around my own neighborhood and why do I have one? You know what I mean? You have to start asking some questions. <laughs> um, yeah, I see some of them around. Um, but they tended to be over in other areas. Now, have I looked through the entire town? No, of course I haven't. But all I'm saying is this, okay? I believe 100% that in order to get your place plumed, you're going to see one of those transformers, okay? It's called a distribution transformer is the official name, okay? 
it is pole mounted transformers may have lugs allowing direct mounting to a pole or may be mounted on cross arms bolted to the pole and so yeah so you will look for that piece and um it says a dist distribution transformer or service transformer is a transformer that provides the final voltage transformation in the electric power distribution system, stepping down the voltage used in the, well, so here's the deal. Either I am completely batshit crazy, <laughs> or my house is being plumed not being batshit crazy there, 100%. Um, house is being plumed. Pear trees not hardly producing stuff. Toxic smells outside. Smell of gas in my house. Um, their use of um, toxins in different places and stuff. They're just using lethal combinations, right? They're using a combination of nuclear and some other toxins, and it's coming through that pole. Um, it's coming through that transformer. Um, the only thing that makes a could be my theme song, Sitting on the Dock of the Bay. Sitting in the morning sun. I'll be sitting in the evening sun Watching the ship roll in Then I'll watch her roll away again Yeah, sitting on the dock of the bay Watching the tide roll away Ooh, Sitting on the dock of the bay
You know, there was a time when they were actually much smarter. We're only looking at a few generations with these people. Just look at the old film noir. They really had it down. I mean, now they've had to just revert to brutalism and just craziness. But anyway, we'll get back to that later. Let me fit in this segment here. Because Ohio is going to be very much part of this board game. And if you're the kind of person who has been studying all of these um, symbols and words and all that kind of stuff, you might want to take note of some of this stuff because, you know, like I said, they set up, you know, unless you think this is not true, but my belief 100%, they set up this board game um, in conjunction with the his story and the Bible. And um, so, yeah, so here we are back again at 1836. Oh, wait a second. Yeah, so all these dates seem to kind of combine, but there was something I wanted to tell you about this. Um, <laughs> sorry, there was something about this transformer cable that I wanted to point to your attention, okay? Because I've said for a million years, they're one-trick ponies. They they, they, they they tripped up with, they come up with something, and then they just friggin' roll with it, okay? And now they're moving on the toxic spread stuff. So, okay. So, the first transformer to see wide use was the induction coil, invented by Reverend Nicholas Callan, C-A-L-L-A-N, of Maynooth College in Ireland in 1836. He was one of the first researchers to realize the more turns the secondary winding has in relation to the primary winding, the larger the induction secondary EMF will be. That's EMF for electromagnetic field, right? Induction coils evolve from scientists and inventors' efforts to get high voltages from batteries. Since batteries produce direct current, DC, rather than AC, induction coils relied upon vibrating electrical contacts that regularly interrupted the current in the primary to create the flux changes necessary for induction. You could figure that one out. But anyway, so yeah, we're, we're here again. Why was this thing all set up in the 1800s and their technology hasn't changed? But let me keep moving here, okay? So between the 1830s and 1870s, efforts to build better induction coils, mostly by trial and error, slowly revealed the basic principles of transformers. Okay, and then I looked into the transformer companies in um, Ohio, just for your reference, in case you want to look further. In Ohio, you're looking for a company called First Energy Ohio. Um, First Energy Ohio Utilities, Ohio Edison, Toledo Edison. See here, they have three utility companies in that region, okay? Um, wait a minute, there's four. First Energy Ohio Utilities, 
Ohio Edison, Toledo Edison, and the Illuminating Company. They're all installing smart meters on customers' homes and businesses in several locations throughout service areas. This effort is part of a three-year investment approved by the PUC of Ohio. That's Public Utilities Commission. Um, so, yeah. Okay, so here is what's interesting about Ohio. Oh, and let me play a clip right now um, for this person to um, explain... Um, Predictive programming, and you have to decide for yourself, do you believe any of this stuff or not? So here we go. Or even books to prepare us for the future. They have planned these future events and show it in the media years before it happens. If you're a conspiracy theorist, this most definitely is the video for you. From predictions of what our world may look like one day to potential predictions of some of our most horrible and catastrophic world events. Today's list is definitely going to be an eerie one as we dive into the top 10 scary examples of predictive programming. Starting off this list in our number 10 spot, we have The Hunger Games. Okay, so this one is a little different from most of the other ones on today's list, and that is because of the fact that this is an example that people believe is going to come true, but hasn't yet. The Hunger Games is based in a horrifying dystopian future where the government has way too much power and America is split into districts where there is an annual fight to the death between two sacrifices from each district for one lone victor. A great movie? Yes. A terrifying concept when thinking about it actually coming true? Also yes. Because of the immersive and captivating nature of the films, many people out there believe that it is easily distracting, and that makes the consumers less likely to be aware that we are so accepting of this potential totalitarian future. There is a belief that these movies, despite the central storyline, are telling us to cooperate, not to rebel, and that our technological advancements are going to land us in this horrible world the movie is set in. I'm not so sure about the yearly fight to the death and what people are saying about that one, though. Moving on to number nine, we have the robot takeover. There have been a number of shows and movies that depict robots taking over the world. Rumor has it that these are to prepare us for future advancements in technology and so that we get used to the fact that robots are now going to be like a societal norm. For example, the 2002 film Minority Report prepared us for driverless cars, facial recognition, and personalized advertising. Star Trek familiarized us with the idea of a handheld communication device way before cell phones were introduced. And shows and movies like WALL-E, RoboCop, and even Futurama are preparing us for the advancements of AI technology and robots. I mean, robots are already taking over people's jobs. These films were trying to warn us that this would happen and help us adjust to the idea so that, you know, we don't freak out as much when it happens. In our number eight spot today, we have The Simpsons. The Simpsons are known for their seemingly unbelievable ability to predict the future events, but maybe something more sinister is at play? We've made a ton of lists about The Simpsons predictions already, so let's just dive into one that may be an example of predictive programming, and that is the Faulty Voter Machine. In season 20, episode 4, which is the 19th Treehouse of Horror episode, Homer goes into the voting booth as the episode was tied to the 2008 U.S. presidential election, and he finds that when he's trying to vote for former President Barack Obama, the machine miscounts his vote and actually gives the vote to John McCain. Well, this did end up happening in real life, but not until four years later in the 2012 election. In that year, a video went viral of a voting machine in Pennsylvania doing the same thing in the election between former President Barack Obama and Mitt Romney. 
In our seventh spot today, we have the Ebola outbreak. Back in 2014, South Park released an episode titled Gluten-Free Ebola, which was season 18's second episode. Well, in the episode, residents of the town start to die from violent gluten-related deaths. In the same week that episode was aired, an Ebola strain was discovered and multiple people contracted the virus. In fact, people were so freaked out about this prediction that people went on saying that this is evidence of the Illuminati, or something like that. Now, why would someone want us to get used to mass outbreaks like Ebola before they happen? I don't know, man. It's a form of mass mind control. Maybe it's to help relieve some of the panic so things don't get too bad, like toilet paper flying off the shelves. Too soon? Probably. It just sounds crazy, I know, but some people truly believe this. Let me know what you guys think, though, in the comments below. In our number six spot today, we have The Knowing. In the 2009 science fiction thriller, which stars Nicolas Cage, we see a scene where he is watching the news as a horrible incident of an oil rig in the Gulf of Mexico is exploding and being engulfed in flames. Well, not too long after this movie came out, in April of 2010, there was an oil rig explosion in the Gulf of Mexico that claimed the lives of 11 people and was the worst marine oil spill in history, which is never a record we ever want to beat. I'm not going to lie, I haven't actually watched the movie myself, so I'm not exactly sure if that news broadcast is central to the film's plot, but if it is not, even I can admit that's a bit of a random coincidence. I would hope that something so dangerous and detrimental wouldn't have been a planned incident, but who am I to say? This is an example of potential predictive programming that has been discussed by many, many conspiracy theorists, including none other than Alex Jones himself. We are now at our fifth and halfway mark with the London Attacks. In 2004, a BBC program titled Panorama, London Under Attack, was a drama documentary all about what would happen if there was an attack in London. It was all fictional, like a what if. In the documentary, they show a fake scenario where terrorists detonate three bombs on the London Underground and a fourth on the streets above. Well, one year later, this happened in real life. On July 7, 2005, a series of four attacks were carried out by terrorists in London. Three bombs were detonated on the London Underground and a fourth on the streets above, just like in the documentary. Apparently, according to some people, this documentary was conditioning us for the events that would take place on July 7th. In our number four spot today, we have COVID. There are quite a few examples that people believe were predictive programming in reference to the COVID-19 pandemic we're all still living through right now. I'm at home. To start off with, we have an episode of Project Runway that aired in April of 2019. COVID blush. Do you mind putting your mask back on? Thank you. I had not noticed COVID details. It's 3D application. Then we have the song Pandemic by the artist DJ Creep. This song was released in 2013, and yet it features the lyrics, 2020 combined with coronavirus, body stacking. That certainly is one heck of a coincidence. And then, just one more for good measure, we have the movie Contagion, which was released in 2011. Oh, while I'm thinking about it, sorry. Um, I did that show about 9-11, and what I covered in there, I don't know where that show is, um, <laughs> was the predictive programming part being the music. And what happened was, on the day that 9-11 dropped, all of these records dropped, okay? And the records were things about, oh, things like, you know, they have the 9-11 buildings showing them on fire and stuff. And here's what you look for. It was written up in the, the Village Voice. 
Learn those keywords, kids. Okay, the Village Voice, 9-11 records, okay? And what it was was you'll read a write-up about 9-11 was the most prolific day for records in, like, U.S. history. <laughs> and some of these records they also put into the congressional record. And literally the records were covers of buildings being blown up on fire and stuff like that. These people are really into this kind of stuff. So I just wanted to inject that while it was on my brain. So let's continue on here. Oh, the title of this clip is called... Um, Top 10 Scary Examples of Predictive Programming. So let's keep going here. This movie is quite commonly referred to as the movie that predicted COVID. Oh, the movie is called, we kind of cut in there, Contagion was the name of the movie, okay. And I can kind of understand why. They use the phrase social distancing in this movie, which is the first time I personally had ever heard that phrase used, and I didn't hear it again until our pandemic in real life started. Maybe we just got our inspiration from the movie, or maybe something darker really is at play. In our third spot today, we have aliens. Do you believe in aliens? I mean, with everything going on right now with Area 51 and the Pentagon, there's a high chance that aliens or ETs might be real. Okay, I don't know what to think anymore. The theory goes that all these alien shows and movies have been preparing us for this real possibility. I mean, there are thousands of shows about aliens or that feature aliens as characters, like American Dad, Paul, the series Alien, E.T., Men in Black, you get it. Even Scooby-Doo had a whole space alien movie. It was good, by the way. I love Scooby-Doo. Conspiracy theorists believe that all these alien-based shows and films and books are a way for us to get used to the idea of aliens arriving on Earth. Maybe the government is slowly trying to make us aware of aliens, and this is their method of doing so. It's their way of slowly integrating aliens into our everyday life. Either way, I don't like it. Unless they are friendly and, you know, chill. But so help me, if zombies are next, I'm done. Like, the aliens can take me with them to space. In our number two spot today, we have the Illuminati card game. This game is now out of print, but originally showed up sometimes in the 90s and is called Illuminati New World Order. Despite the years it's been since the game's release, it has managed to continue to attract people's interest and honestly creates a bit of a feeling of unease due to its eerie predictions. The game seemingly predicted many, many major events from 9-11 to former President Trump's election to the pandemic and even apparently the riot at Capitol Hill. The game was released by Steve Jackson Games and while it is entirely possible that these cards are just general enough that we can tag them onto the happenings of our current world, with how many prudential predictions this game has coupled with the name of the game, it does make you think. Honestly, they may have predicted more than The Simpsons and that really is saying something. And in our number one spot today, we have the Titanic. This one is about to blow your mind, okay? Buckle that seatbelt. There's a novel from 1898 titled The Wreck of the Titan, or Futility. The book is about a giant unsinkable ship with not enough lifeboats that crashes into an iceberg and sinks 400 nautical miles from Newfoundland. What was the ship's name? The Titan. Sound familiar? You know, exactly like the 1912 Titanic tragedy, where the Titanic, a giant unsinkable ship with two little lifeboats, crashes into an iceberg and also sinks 400 nautical miles from Newfoundland? Like, dude, are you kidding me? Too many eerie coincidences there. So people believe that that book was preparing people for the future Titanic tragedy. 
mind blown. I'm I'm in disbelief. All right, guys, that's all for today. Pretty clever, isn't it? Prepare. Excuse me a second. Prepare us for a future tragedy that never really happened, right? Are you catching on to this stuff? Um. <laughs> the Bible, the historians, took all of that, wrote it into a bunch of movie scripts, and there we go. And the movie scripts became books, and all of this became our ideology, right? From this, we learn that these cops are going to get us any second because they've got all this technology. Do they have all that technology? How do I know? Here's the thing. This is bluff and puff, right? If you want to dissuade the enemy, you get everybody, and I mean everybody, totally convinced <laughs> that you're this powerful, powerful thing. So, got to hand it to them. There's not that many of them. <laughs> the bluff and puff is really there so let me finish up here with um what i have to say about ohio okay ohio is definitely a you know somewhere on the map i don't know so you guys pay attention to yourself because um there's going to be something here with these dates that would um drag ohio into the steel okay um because here's the reason um, okay, so, so we now know that predictive history, from what I've shown, look at all the shows that I've done, right? Predictive history, right? I talked about this earlier, I think, about, you know, they start off blowing up over in the desert here, they process that, those photos over at Lookout Mountain in California, along with doing other military movies and stuff. <laughs> then they, um, while the uh, world is going into World War II, the U.S. is pulled back, and what are they doing? Well, they're cooking up the bombs that they could throw onto Japan, right? Um, but those TNT bombs were just a warm-up app. So then they had another database of photography and stuff to convince us for the last 7,500 years that we're going to be the next Japan, right, with this nuclear energy stuff, nuclear bombs. Well, pay attention because whenever they report these things, they always report them in volume or weight or however they do it of TNT. So Japan went from, you know, I guess in their mind reasonably destructive to not, not as good of destructive as they can get over the Marshall Islands in Bikini. Um, so, yeah, so the pattern was they went back. They set up these populations to take huge hits of radiation, okay, and um, which is, in fact, a bioweapon, no matter how you look at this deal, right? So, now remember, going back to study these people took manpower and work. And let's not forget, these are cheap fucking bastards, okay? So, what would be the way to do this for this generation? Well best way to do it is they've been caught so much with these other radiation deals, right? Best way to do it would be to um, act like you've given these people consent, right? Because even, I, I can give you consent to do something if you're a medical person and you could still twist it all around and you know, turn against me and tell me my case. If, if you give these people consent for something like this, probably what it's for 
is so they could stack against you with the insurance companies, right? I'm just, I'm just speaking off the top of my head. So, But I believe that they feel some need to, need to give this population to get their consent for this, okay? Why do I believe this? Well, why did this population of people and everybody in this entire country, okay, this population specifically in Appalachia region, the specific part of Ohio, why in, let me see here, why, um, why in October 2022, and right now we're in February of 2023, okay, 20, excuse me, in, why do I see January? Well, I, 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 let me read these dates, and if I've got them confused, just unsort them yourself, okay? Um, what happened was this. And I, I found, I pulled up a couple of articles about it. In late January, and I think I'm talking 2022, okay? Um, but for sure, I know that we're right now in 2023. <laughs> so, within that time frame. Okay, in late January, East Palestine officials launched its My ID program. And the word you're looking for is My M Y I D, both capitals, okay? And that will trace to the corporation who owns this My ID, which is, well, these people, right? Um, if I have it here, I'll share it with you. But anyway, it wasn't, wasn't hard to tackle down. <laughs> So anyway, so <clears throat> was first announced in October of 2022 and um, launched as my ID program in order to equip residents of the town and neighboring Unity Township with, with digital IDs. The premise was purportedly to equip emergency responders with digital health profiles of those who they would be treating. East Palestine's digital ID initiative was first announced in October of 2022. And right now we're February 2023 when this, uh, well, what I'm saying right here is that I am 100, 100,000, 100 million percent sure that this was not an accident okay um why not well why the movie right why the netflix movie netflix is their vehicle for disclosing certain truths if you haven't noticed like if you want to look at um early usage of lsd on unsuspecting victims netflix has a great movie called wormwood supposedly about an agent which part part of it is very likely true okay <clears throat> an agent who was given lsd against his will and it gets into that whole lsd era and stuff but anyway so yeah and then so netflix will do a lot of documentaries about bad medical care so it's, it's kind of like they're confessional right <laughs> so anyway so um so then let me ask you this <clears throat> and then i'm going to close off this segment um I actually wrote this up. Okay, let me propose this. They have been doing human experiments in the open. Bikini, we've got Marshall Islands, 
we've got the polygon, okay? These populations were set up to be destroyed by radiation. Any question? Any argument? Please. I'd love to hear your thoughts. If, if any of these things were anything but human experiments, okay? I've done all the heavy lifting to show you why they're 100% human experiments in the open. 100%, okay? Officials returned for years to study these populations with them, knowing full well what was going on. Nobody in any of those, or excuse me, no one in any of those populations gave one tiny bit of permission or consent. Everyone was tricked 100%. In the 40s, they were also caught under Clinton, who said, fellow Americans, you did some terrible things back then. I have a terrible Clinton voice. <clears throat> My fellow Americans, some terrible things have been uncovered about what went on back then. This can never return. This ugly history of this country must be evaluated and looked at. So I put together a complete commission. We have this 5,000-page book. I swear to God, it's 5,000 chapters, and you can take a look at where we explored all of these issues and how this country got so misled by all these things to actually experiment on our own citizens. I swear it'll never happen again. Hey, what happened next? Smart meters. <laughs> this stuff doesn't take genius level work on my part. It just takes a lot of dedication, okay? <laughs> you never stop looking for the truth. Okay, so so my theory, my theory, so I had to state it all in one place, is my theory, 100%, these places were, in fact, with full knowledge of the U.S. military, set up to be radiated on, okay? My other theory is this train was in fact not an accident there is nothing in my brain not even a little tiny part of my brain that says well keep your i always believe in keeping all my options open obviously i've been chasing these people for years okay <laughs> so, but there's nothing in my brain and if something does enter my brain you will be the first to know i am a hundred percent full stop this was on purpose okay because here's the deal with all these no regulations and stuff this thing would not be hard to do okay lack of you know they went from having a couple of minutes to inspect the trains to a few seconds okay the big the big thing that i think that would have been the easy part to pull this off was this because i've been studying trains lately so. where they really you know they doubled the these trains are now a couple miles long okay I'll just give you my simple version after looking at it all. Here's what I think happened. It's very easy to happen. Because trains are really long, right? So obvious. Even to somebody like me, it seems pretty obvious that how you stack these trains on the rails, weight-wise, would make a big pile of difference, right? You clearly would not stack your lower-weight trains toward the front of the thing, right? Because the domino would be what likely would be a train racking, right? Now, I've, I've spent no time in the train industry, okay? So I'm just using logic here. So, let's say, 
Well, obviously, they've got to know this, right? I've never spent a minute in the train industry, and I figured this out, right? It has to do with the, they call it, what, what word you're looking for is the blocking of the trains, okay? And how that works is, in a real world, a person would block those trains and put the heaviest stuff by the closest to the front of the train, right? So you don't cause some huge reaction when you go to stop with Civil War era brakes and throw the whole back of the train <laughs> forward into jackknifing. Because the way you jackknife a train, and remember, I've only been I've only been playing railroad guy for or gal for the last I don't know couple weeks. But let me put my railroad cap on. I'll be the railroad girl for you, okay? Logically. You want to do this on a certain day, right? So first thing you do, because remember, this is all predictive programming. You set it up so you don't have any regulations on how these how these um, trains are blocked, right? So that gives you free will to do whatever the heck you want. And you don't have any time in there for employees to be doing any kind of warnings of possible things. Like, oh, I don't know, like when the train started on fire 20 miles from there. Did the train just catch on fire too early? I don't know. But anyway, so... Um, all you have to do is don't block the train. So, so for those trips, you make the train so long, and you put so much of the heavy stuff at the back of the train versus the front of the train. And I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. I, I'm not much of a train gal. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that's exactly how you jackknife a train. <laughs> Excuse me for trying to be so simple here. I just had this need to get to the core of how things happen. And personally, I'm convinced that that's how you jackknife a train, right? So, you know, how hard would it be? Well, I don't know. You know, it, you know, did, did they plan on the fire starting closer to town and they just had to keep rolling? Well, a lot of options in there, but somehow they ended up in this town, right? So if you're one of these people that's into the numbers and all that stuff, I would just pay attention to these names, okay? So anyway, so uh, because... Why are they getting digital IDs? Well, because they're cheap, evil psychopaths, right? Um, it may come away if they haven't sold the whole town right now on digital IDs. It may come away that they could easily convince people to get digital IDs by telling them that, hey, we'll cover part of your medical costs, right? I mean, right now they've already been cheating them out of the medical costs so far, so... Um, they could lure the, the rest of the population in once they get them knocked down for a punch and say, oh, okay, well, hey, we're just running this through the uh, fire department, so why don't you come over here and sign up? Oh, and here's the part that really got me about these digital IDs. When they launched this thing, when did I say it was? Around the October time frame, okay? They had a little fundraiser. Do you realize this? These people were were preyed upon even here. They raised like $5,000 from public money from these people who now just recently got slammed with the worst toxic event. This thing could be like Chernobyl. Um, and now the workers are starting to show up in hazmat suits. People should not be running around. And I can't even start getting crazy about that part. But anyway, so um, here's the deal. Um... So, I 
believe a hundred percent train wreck happened on it wasn't a wreck it was a it was a happened thing a happened event okay and why'd they get the digital IDs in that in that tiny town of all the places in this country why'd they get those IDs right that tiny town will remain their test subjects you know why where are they going to go Right now, they're not even they're they're still not texting for dioxins because they're trying to shovel this crap into every other state that they can right now. Some states are now figuring it out, but by the time they figure it out, they've had trucks, uncovered trucks, rolling through lots of towns and cities. Okay, so you know this is how the class system works in this country. There's some of us who live near where these dangerous things happen. And other people who have preferred all this time to deny that it's happened to any of us in these regions. See what I'm saying? Um, because the ones who could have made change, some of them are now screaming for change. Is that because they can now see that this entire, excuse my quote here, that this entire train wreck that everybody collectively let happen to these people they describe all of them do they describe all of us as the working class okay it is an insult to our class that we don't stand in some sort of unity okay it is an insult that all along these same people have looked the other way because it did not impact them that is how a lot of this programming got going because people now are pretty much convinced if it doesn't hit me not much for me to be concerned about and that seems to run in the DNA that has proliferated this country and if you think about it it's a pretty important part of in order to make the game show board work right um so anyway i, I got to close for now off of this segment so i'll be back with um the last one i'm going to do um the last one i'm going to be doing is um i just want to give you some fantasy i just want to talk out loud in real time my fantasy version of what this um what this board game looks like are we part of a game show are we part of a board game well we're part of one of them we're definitely part of one of them and if you stop to think about it, it also, one stumbling block that I've had for all these years and all this trying to figure out this evil plot here is that the different nationalities, well, that's pretty simple when you look at a game board, right? Because I ended up in the in a tribal group of people who were from the British area who ended up in the USA. That's where my family came from. Other people put their family on the game board over in China, and they became Chinese. See what I'm saying? Africans ended up in Africa. That's how the whole board was set up to start. What ran amok <laughs> was them in all their 1800s when they started figuring out these chemicals and all that stuff. So I would just, I would just ask you this: just give it some thought, okay? Because I believe that this event in Ohio right now is going to become the biggest this is going to become bigger than Chernobyl and what I have to say is how are all those people being left there unprotected they're not the ones in hazmat suits okay the, the politicians did the same same bullshit game they, they did during Flint 
they stood around somebody's kitchen sink and acted like they took some sips of water, okay? So this, mark my word, is the big one, okay? And this big one is going to impact about every nook and cranny of this entire country. And I say this reason because the toxicity stuff they're using that they love the most is the fat-soluble one, okay? That's the fat-soluble one that's going to get into the livestock. It's going to get into everything. So my suggestion to you, my dear kids, is if you want to keep playing on this game board, you better be water. You better be water efficient on your own. Um, be food physician. Open up your home brain. If you accept that this is a game, then... Just kind of open up your own thinking to, we all agreed to something before we came here, okay? That is a fact, okay? How, how the whole thing works, though, is that memory of why we decided to do this stuff doesn't come with us. Now, how do we get to that memory? We get to that memory by wiping out the trash on a little trash that they have polluted our entire way with, okay? Not to mention, get your windows open, right? So that's how you get there to how to play the rest of this game, if I were you, is I would get the get my windows open, and I would get my brain unpolluted, and I would become very clear with... Um, you know, just ask yourself for answers. Why exactly? What, what was your role when you came here? I, I, I pretty much have figured out what my role was meant to be. Um, so, yeah. So, what was your role? You know, obviously we all came here to stand for something because there's some challenge going on between all of us. Um, clearly that they got a hold of us with this fear and death thing. Now they're getting a hold of us with all this toxic stuff. So, what's your role going to be? If somebody were to say tomorrow, well, Jane or somebody, I knew them back in the days that things ran amok and people were enacting almost scenes like some sort of horror movie. See what I'm saying? It will be like scenes from a horror movie, right? Uh, I remember the day in history when there was this person named Jane or John or whoever. and What was their role? Well, most of the time they hid under their bed. The other part of the time they, you know, hoarded things for themselves. I mean, just remember what is this about for you and get the predictive programming out of your own head and ha you know they put they, they put us into this world that the monster is always unknown is the key factor here right you never quite know well just like with me and the ramsey case for some weird reason people have been programmed to have their first reaction to almost protect the monster <laughs> doesn't make any sense doesn't make any sense just like they circled around that guy from Alaska and made excuses for his behavior. Now, why didn't anybody move in with it? Quick, you know, <laughs> slammed the fucking jaw. Um, see, see how this has all been kind of like fed into our brains. And the interesting thing, too, if you want to have some fun, over on um, YouTube, look for um, in the 50s, they have all these movies about these little clips about educational clips about teaching us manners and stuff like that. Yeah, it's just insane. I mean, it's just, it just becomes more and more, more and more board game. Hard, hard, to, hard to deny most of this. So let me see here if I have any more. Okay. 
And then I'll kind of put together my thoughts about all I said in the last couple of segments for the next one. Um, so, yeah, they're using, for in our homes and these smart meters, 100% they're using um, this same technology, this exact same transformer technology. Nothing any different than that. That's why it's so sloppy. That's why, for example, outside of your, your meter and stuff, it'll plume. I think I wandered off when I had something to say about that. You know, there are some alternatives. It depends on what you can afford. For example, um, think about what the hospital people use, right? What do they use? Well, they use lead aprons, right? So if you have something to really protect, go look at the hospital supply places. Um, and, um, hey, you could design it into your decor for all, you know, use your imagination, right? I'm sure you could probably find a place that's willing to have a group order for something, right? The economy is not that great. I doubt peop other people are out looking for lead curtains. <laughs> so, um, I will advise you a lot of it has to do with the scent. But on the other hand, I will put this out there because I'm not here to tell you what to do. But it, it occurred to me that if you could afford this kind of a thing, it'd be a pretty good idea, right? Uh, so find a hospital supply place, okay? Easy to find. Just look for the, just look for X-ray, X-ray hospital supplies, okay? Because that level lead. And keep in mind, this is not medical advice. Do your own research. You're going to need to learn how that level of lead impacts the level of lead that's likely coming in through meters, okay? But these are options, right? Um, if I had a baby, I would be so crazy that I would probably line the outside of their bed in these lead curtains but you gotta you gotta make sure you're also not causing harm okay because electricity is what's also harming us so um look at every angle i'm just spewing out a few things to think about okay because i thought wow there, there are they have those lead curtains that they pull around in hospitals um they have lead aprons that people wear which are obviously a lot heavier lead um so yeah um there are options out there um and the main option is the windows um, so yeah, and there's nothing wrong with having more security than your windows anyway. So it's not like, it's like a twofold idea, right? Um, so I'm going to, um, so to me, it seems like a lot of accents. So, so for you kids who are into numbers and names and stuff, let me give you these dates real briefly before I close off here. So, um, when did this happen on the game board? Okay. The population of the place is around 4,000. It was founded in 1828. A lot of 8s in that number, right? 1828. It was incorporated in 1875. Um, the main company, the Pottery Company, was formed in 1909 and operated there until 1950. And this explosion happened on February the 3rd, 2023. February the 3rd, 2023. So that'd be 232023. Two, two, three. Well, a heck of a lot of twos and threes in there, right? An explosion and fire occurred following the derailment of a Norfolk Southern freight train. They like that Norfolk name, too, because the latest... Um, NASA installation, which I never saw anybody talk about. You know, they put up a NASA location in um, Norfolk, Virginia. Um, 
it's the third location in Norfolk, Virginia. Um, and this, let me get some water. And this is a Norfolk Southern freight train, okay? Carrying hazardous chemicals on the eastern end of town. A state of emergency was declared by the city council on February the 4th, one day after the February the 3rd. An evacuation area was extended by Governor Mike DeWine on February the 6th to allow for a controlled... Oh, you want to look up this, too. And um, I saw somebody who was an aligned scientist, and there is technically, which makes total sense, <laughs> there is absolutely no such thing as a controlled release, okay? <laughs> Those things are not synonymous with these chemicals, okay? So, um, so on February the 4th, it happened on the 3rd, February the 4th, state of emergency, the evac so that would have been evacuation of that tiny, 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 tiny area there, okay? Um, an evacuation was extended on February the 6th, and that's when they allowed for the controlled release of vinyl chloride, and burning it in a nearby trench. So yes, um, I believe it was done so quickly because they wanted to get those trains rolling. And if you're committing a crime, wouldn't you want to do it really quickly while nobody's catching on? You know, people aren't talking about certain things. Um, I think they're pretty surprised that people are even talking about this thing. So. If you're going to stage a crime scene, I mean, that would be a pretty perfect location now, wouldn't it? Um, because what kind of power do people in that area have? You know, we're working class people. They target us on purpose, okay? It's not like some sort of accident or, oh my God, how'd this happen? Uh, and the other thing, which this sets up too, which is amazing, these trains would not be running through Silicon Valley, okay? Because they don't even want to put on the board, on the master list what's actually involved in the things okay and this is why because they are so damn sure that those trains only travel through the working class part of the country they know that for a fact okay and i want to say this but i want to be very clear before i say it i say this with like no joy in my mind okay those people in Appalachia, a lot of us working class people and our families have been abused by these people for many generations, okay? Now they're starting to wake up and realize this shit's going to be flying in their own backyard, okay? This shit from this train load, mark my word, this is a major, major, major event ready to unfold in this place, okay? And it's going to be, here's the deal... They don't want anybody talking dioxins and stuff. They don't want anybody talking this stuff. They're leaving all of those people exposed. It's like we're also, on some level, it's like all these people are getting ready to be murdered, right? So if the media does keep following this one particular town, it will be as some sort of sick way to... Um, document their experiment you know what i mean if they decide to have the media also cover this town and they can do a lot of their um, id stuff without having to 
um, land in the same town as us white trash, right? They can do it. They can do it more and more aloof from us, right? They don't have to really put us under a microscope because they can do that from a distance, from their cushy offices, and say disgusting things about people in this region. Uh, so yeah, they can do all that remotely. They could do all that remotely. They could save money. Um, they can do it remotely, and they wouldn't have to mingle with the rest of us. Okay. So I had a point there. Let me see what was it. So yeah, um, and I mean that with no joy, thinking, oh, they're going to get it now too. But here's the fact. Mark my word. This is worse than Chernobyl, okay? Chernobyl, at least they had the fucking guts to evacuate that one, okay? Nobody is being evacuated here. That water is flowing everywhere. Those trucks are riding everywhere with uncontained contaminants and stuff like that. So this is not going to be... Uh, like anything, but mark my word. Each let's use, let's use some logic here for a second, okay? We've talked about them going from some bombing for those photos to send to Lookout Mountain. Then we've got some we got the horrible event in Japan for those bombings. Um, now they're kind of forced to um, get consent from people and. Um, Ohio with these digital IDs, right? So they're going to be forced into that. But while they're at it, they just have decided to recklessly spew this to as many possible people as they could possibly get to. See how this game this, this game board is starting to get rather um, aggressive and spread out to a lot of the board? Um, and I guess everybody's just letting them do all this stuff, right? I guess trucks hauling toxic stuff are happy to haul it for the money, right? Because who cares about what towns they ride through as long as they get that money, right? Well, maybe people should take a very sharp look at things right now and think to yourself, what good is any of the money going to do? Um, if everybody's, if everybody, here's how I see it. In a very disturbing way this thing in Ohio is going to be us observing I say us as us collectively uh, observing in real time the demolition of a lot of good people okay um, and it sets up the perfect test zone for them okay they can whip these people around they can force them into um force them into um, the, the ID business, right? Sell them on the IDs um, because nobody's going to buy their homes, right? Um, so I think the trap will be laid this way because they're going to need to keep those people in that area for as long as possible, right? Study them. Already got the IDs in place. They just need to expand on that, right? They can, they can use some fear to get everybody in that entire town to go along with these IDs probably so um, now you got them trapped right um, because no one's going to be buying those homes um, all their time is going to be involved in trying to seek care from as these things start to really snowball um, so yeah it does create a pretty um, interesting um, open air human study 
right in front of us all. I don't know. And, and I, I, you know, <laughs> as a, are we the kind of society that people are just going to let this happen and let those people just out there be hung dry? I don't know. It, it's just it's just interesting. I, I, I look at this as an interesting point in time. Is what solidarities are going to be? You know, anybody go down? You know, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to start making suggestions. All I'm saying is that. Um, are we going to go out with a bang and stand for something? Or are we going to fucking fall for anything so we can stay in our own homes? And all these generations that we've ignored that particular region, it's just its just insane. And, uh, yeah, imagine, you know, and, and they always do these harmful things that lead everybody to think that everybody else is doing better than they are, right? So imagine being a kid raised in the Appalachians. And you see movies and stuff, and you, you have this idea that other kids are doing great. So you must be the only one who isn't, right? That's the same way um, in that show that I did about those orphans on the trains in this country. All those crippled lives just by that single act. Take these kids away from their moms and then make them think that it was just them. So, yeah, so they're, they're bottling the same thing here. And it's like... They pick on one city after another in these in these poor areas, and it does just become about them. Because imagine growing up in that kind of an environment that you see your whole town being taken down time and time and time again, and then all these people can roll in and say shit like, you know, there was a lot of alcoholics in that town. Well, where the fuck do you think you got the alcoholics from? You gave them work, you took it away, you depressed the areas, and then, of course, they all voted for Trump because he played everybody. He played like the white savior. So, yeah, um, they just, they're vultures. They only know how to pray, okay? That when you're a psychopath, your only instinct is to pray, and everything looks like something that you can do some evil one way or another to. So I think I'm going to wind this up. And I will likely do one more segment because I'll certainly be... Oh, I wanted to kind of lay out the game board a little bit better. So, yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, so let me close this off for here for now. This is going to end up being fairly a long one. But I can't do things based on how long I think people can listen to them, okay? Just download, save, do, do your own thing. And for God's sakes, get a water set up. <laughs> I just had to give it one more time. <laughs> I'm sure that after I have a chance to... I listen to the show in case you've missed the memo. <laughs> after they've been uploaded. We're doing the quick, dirty versions here. So, um, Here's the basic things I'm thinking. One big game board. 1700s time frame. We all elected to come here to work on different issues. You know, our, our values and things about would we get sucked into money each time again. And so probably three, four generations in each family, right? And that would be a good amount to cleverly cover up too. So, um, so anyhow, so the players come down the playboard. People are over in China. My family happened to be over in the English-Irish area. And then the game gets played, right? But while we're over there in Europe deciding to maybe have to have a famine because they may be cooking us up with a famine, um, they're over here in the United States um, slaughtering the Indian, Indians and doing all kinds of stuff. 
And it may also explain the fact that there's like one major nice building in each one of these towns that were settled. Like, for example, they set up those mental wards. That, I, I'm pretty sure those were like big estates to start with, right? And then they grew off from there. Um, because they would likely have been over here in some capacity getting things cooked up, right? So those estates that became mental wards were where they maybe settled at first to start laying out their action because we were very advanced. So we're over there in Europe doing this stuff. They're sneaking around over here. And then they figure out a way to trick, you know, trick the populations, you know, with some famine action and stuff to get people to move. You know, every action is always as cheap and as devious as it could be, right? So we we're all here working things out. What what are we accomplishing? You know, they've written a part of it in their versions of like the end things, the end times and stuff in the Bible. Well, lots of ways to look at that where they do in the end time things because that's what they're pushing us in that general direction. Well, I, I, I think all of that is what they use to keep themselves on track for where we are right now, right? Like as they roll along, they were basically over in the early, you know, early 1900s cooking up the um, observations about us. So you have to understand psychopaths do not understand who we are. So that's why they came up with all of this stuff, Marxism and all that, to put us into these different kinds of study groups, right? And then from there, they've been just like studying and learning how we behave and things like that because they absolutely miss a lot of things about us. Um, and that's another reason for them creating a chaotic society. It enables people to miss a whole lot of things, right? Because everybody's so busy doing this and so busy doing that. You don't you don't catch the moment that that guy's eyes look like pure, unadulterated evil, right? Because, and being a nice society, everybody's programmed to think, well, you know, I kind of thought that looked weird for a second, but, you know, that's the wrong way for me to think. See how we all got programmed into this. So anyway, so... What I'm going to be doing is um, closing off for here, and I will um, I will be listening to the show when it gets uploaded, and I have other things to say about this um, playground we're on, and um, I hope that the show today will give you some context so you can start to understand where I'm going with this, and I'm not unclear about this, right? I am extraordinarily clear that it's that transformer piece that needs to be switched on from your actual meter box, okay? Those two need to be activated to work together, okay? Very clear about that. And there is no other reason for that tree in that same vicinity. It has to be getting the same pluming action, you see what I'm saying? So anyway, so yeah, and the smell, see? But no, I'm grateful to know because um, the fact is, is that otherwise, imagine <laughs> the things that I've described going on. Imagine if I didn't know, right, or have some suspicions of what was going on. So, yeah, it's really something else. So, yeah, I'm okay. It's, you know, I hope that everybody doesn't hate me. But, you know, it's it's good that the right people fucking hate me, right? So, anyway, so let me, let me close out with this song, maybe a word of inspiration, okay? It's from Mama Cass.
It's called Make Your Own Kind of Music.